Welcome to She is Resilient, a podcast for women on their healing journeys who are ready to start living their most authentic and empowered lives outside of survival mode. I'm your host, Tatiana, trauma and somatic therapist, as well as a holistic coach, and I'm on a mission to help more women heal their nervous systems. Each week, me and my guests are going to get real and vulnerable about the experiences that led us to becoming the empowered and resilient women we are today. You'll leave this podcast with the skills, knowledge, and inspiration to start creating the life you deserve. Because if another woman can do it, so can you. Welcome to another episode of She is Resilient. Today, I have a guest, Lupe. Lupe, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do for a living? Yeah, so I'm Guadalupe, also known as Lupe, and I am a daughter of immigrant parents residing in New York City, and I currently just left my corporate retail job and started um, my health coaching business. So I have had a personal struggle with PCOS and that's led me to become a hormone health coach. And I specialize in helping women feeling empowered with their cycles and balancing any um, hormones that just aren't working for them. And I do this through exercise, mindset, and nutrition. And so it's something that I'm very passionate about because it's something I've always like struggled with. I grew up uh, with irregular periods and doctors constantly telling me I didn't have um, to worry about anything. And uh, eventually I did start worrying. So I've since tried to help my own self um, through nutrition, mindset, and exercise. So Mm -hmm. now I'm fulfilling the dream of just helping other women. For the people who don't know what PCOS is, I know that you said it's a hormonal uh, disorder, but can you tell us what PCOS stands for and maybe like what causes PCOS? Sure. So PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome. So basically, there's three ways of being diagnosed with it, either missed periods or irregular periods. Some people don't get periods at all, or like me, you get irregular ones. So every other month or whatever the case is. Um, The second one is you have too much of testosterone, which is a male hormone. We all have it as women. But if you have it a little bit more than others, then you can qualify as having PCOS. Um, and then the third one is um, having ovarian cysts. So this can be diagnosed through um, a sonogram and a doctor can do further uh, test work as well. Um, and so how do you get PCOS? That's the biggest question ever. Um, there isn't a true direct answer to that. Um, typically... From what a lot of research, also because this is a lot like more recent research has been starting to be developed for this, but before maybe even five years ago when I started this, there wasn't much information. It's only now that it's really becoming a topic. Um, A lot of the research has shown that maybe it's 
genetic may comes from insulin resistance, if someone's been diabetic in your family. Um, but honestly, like, how do you catch this or anything? There's no, there's no answer to that. You're just kind of just with it, you with it. So maybe you can tell us a little bit more about your journey to healing PCOS. Yeah, totally. It's, it's remarkable how our bodies work. And if you give it the right nutrition, the right movements and aren't in the right mindset, which I know it's super hard to maintain when life comes at you. But if you constantly keep up with those techniques and those, um, the right routine, it, your body adjusts and really supports you. So back in 2018, I want to say I had just turned 30 and I was on a mission and I've heard this before from other people when you turn 30, like it's a whole new era. It's a whole new milestone. And there's just a self-love that emerges out of you. And for me, I displayed self-love through taking care of myself. And so I took it upon myself to finally find someone to tell me, okay, what you have is PCOS. Usually if you have PCOS, a doctor will try to prescribe you birth control. And I was kind of against that. So I spoke up for myself and I said, well, if I don't take that, what's my alternative? Luckily, I did have the support of this doctor and she told me, okay, then we're gonna fix your um, nutrition and you need to fix your uh, exercise routine. Because at the time I was a big runner. So a lot of cardio apparently wasn't working for me. It wasn't, it was damaging me instead of helping me. So I took it upon myself to fix my nutrition and work out. I started weightlifting. I started a keto diet, which I don't recommend, but you know, that's how I started my journey. At the end of the day, that diet did teach me that my plate could look different. And if it looked different, what should I be adding to it? So within like a month, I started seeing a change and the doctor wanted to see me back in three months. And in three months, I actually had gotten my period every single month, which I was missing every other month. And she was super impressed because she's like, I've never seen such a transformation in such short amount of time. Um, obviously, this isn't the case for many women. Um, it could take a lot of trial and error, but at the time it worked for me. And that just inspired me and motivated me to continue this journey of taking care of myself because at the end of the day that's self-love and um like care for your own self no one's gonna give it to you <laughs> it's mm -hmm. only yourself so mm -hmm. how do I manage and for me how do I manage this for the rest of my life because this isn't something that oh in three months it's over it's a constant battle and then on top of that you throw life curveballs right and you're like mm -hmm. how do I manage all of this and it gets frustrating and difficult but at the end of the day you do like come out stronger than you were before you learn so many lessons and so many um details that perhaps before you you didn't pay attention to so um yeah to me the biggest transformation was I didn't need birth control to get my periods back and I did that in three months and I since then, <clears throat> have had a bit more consistent um, periods, but like I said, life gets in the way. Um, so I have had some hiccups here and there, but there's nothing um, that we can't do that we can't restart. Like it, like sometimes we're so hard on ourselves, thinking I've done it before, and this is how it's gonna work for me. But 
at the end of the day, we hit different milestones and different journeys. So how do we adjust and pivot to the new lifestyle we're living, but still maintaining that healthy um, relationship with your food and movement and mindset? So that's Mm -hmm. my biggest transformation. Totally. I love that so much. And I love that you took that initiative and you said that you wanted to take this alternative healing approach, right? And you were like, I don't want to be on birth control. I want to see what my other options are. So like, for example, like for you, how did you know it was time for you to see a doctor and and start talking about like what's going on in your body? If you're missing your periods, that is not normal. I know growing up that felt like, oh, I don't get to have it every month. I'm okay with that. And you live living, you live life thinking, oh, that's okay. Um, but it's not. So if you're having irregular periods, if you are having um pain in uh lower abdomen or super bad cramps or a lot of PMS um symptoms, I would also recommend going to the doctor. Get your blood work done for hormonal panel. They can test all your hormones and figure out if anything is off balance. Um, And also just having that relationship with your gynecologist. If you are a young woman who's looking to get pregnant, you know, having a period means you're ovulating. If you're not having your period often, you're not typically ovulating. So that's the red flag. So definitely any of those ring a bell or come to a concern for you, then definitely bring it up to your doctor. And I've also, I just want to say this, I've also experienced doctors who don't want to support me, who don't support um, or who push birth control on me or who don't want to run the hormonal test for me. Um, That's not a doctor that's going to support you. So I encourage also women to to shop around. If you have to switch your doctor, do so. Um, Doctors should be there supporting you. And if you're not finding that, please feel free to look somewhere else. Totally. 1000%. And I really appreciate you saying that. I appreciate you um, encouraging women to shop around and find a doctor who can really listen to you and support you, but also advocating for yourself, right? Because as women, our symptoms can get dismissed a lot very often. And it's coming back to knowing what you're experiencing and being able to advocate for yourself. Um, And then the other thing that you said, which I really, really appreciate is um, not having your periods uh, consistently and um, severe PMS symptoms, right? Like I think so many women experience this and think it's quote unquote normal, right? And just because something is normal doesn't mean it's healthy. And so I love that you're pointing this out and you're you're highlighting that, you know, if you're experiencing this, it's time to go see your gynecologist or your doctor. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah. So I'm curious to know what it was like for you when you uh, were diagnosed with PCOS. What was that feeling like for you internally? Like, what were some of the thoughts that came up for you or emotions that came up for you? So to be honest, and this is where I think the where do you get PCOS from happens. Um, my mom growing up also had irregular periods, so clearly a genetic thing. 
Um, my sister as well, uh, I think her PCOS is a little bit more severe than mine um, because she wasn't um, getting her periods at all. I think I knew I had this syndrome, but I didn't choose to pay attention to it. I didn't choose to do anything about it. And going to the doctor and addressing this kind of um, empowered me to really take care of myself. At the time of the diagnosis, I it wasn't a surprise. Um, but for me, it turned more into, I'm going to do something about this finally, because I knew I kind of had it. But I, I guess I just, you know, brushed it under the rug. That wasn't like my priority. But again, I was turning 30. I was in the dating scene. I was like, what if I find someone? What if I want to have kids one day? What if, you know, start, I started thinking about the future. And honestly, to any women out there, if you're hesitant, like, please, please address this right now, because um, you're only going to face the consequences later. Um, having an imbalance in hormones can affect so many other things in your body whether that's um, muscle mass, you lose that with time if you're not providing the right nutrition. Before you were diagnosed versus after you were diagnosed, like what shifted? How did you know that something was different or that you were healing? Yeah, so as soon as I changed my dieting and my workout, I started immediately feeling the energy. Energy was like, Ooh, I could do anything. Then by like month two, um, I had gotten my period and I had always, the times that I would get my period, it was horrible cramps. Like I would be in bed. Um, and I know for some women, they, the cramps will keep them like immobilized. Like they cannot get up. That is not normal. <laughs> mm -hmm. By mm -hmm. month two, I was getting my period and I kid you not, I had zero cramps like no pains, no PMS symptoms. And I was like, what, how is this happening? My body can actually, like when you support your body with what it needs, your body takes care of the rest. So in that situation, I was supporting it through nutrition and working out. And so all the, the only thing my body had to do was do the process that it does monthly. And it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. And genuinely that was like, mind-blowing to me that I could even do that because now I went from skipping periods to I have it and I don't feel it and I'm like how is this even possible I was mm -hmm. like oh. I think that at that moment is when I became addicted to like I need to do this and be consistent because it's it's just life-changing and it makes you feel so good about yourself also the fact that you did this on your own that you're capable of doing that for your body um, I know at the time I had obviously all the support I needed. I had my doctor's support. I had my family who, you know, didn't tempt me with treats or other things. Um, uh, my, at the time, my brother's best friend was my personal trainer. He was teaching me how to lift weights. So I encourage women, like if you're not, if you're lost, you know, that's, that's where you look for an outside help and, and try to find what fits for you because at the end of the day we're all different so what worked for me might have not worked for another person but in nonetheless find that support that you need because I promise you your body is more resilient than you know it and 
when you when you find that balance and you feel that transformation oh it's it's next level yes oh I love that I love that so much and yeah you're talking about how you felt really empowered after making this decision and I'm curious to know how that ended up impacting other things in your life right like not just your body but like what were some of the other external things that were impacted because you made this decision for yourself? <laughs> That's actually a very good question. So I started my journey August 2018. By December of that same year, I was going to turn 30. So I misspoke earlier when I said I was I was 30. I was about to turn 30. So by the end of the year, I had slimmed down to unimaginable like weight that I didn't think I could be at um and so that one empowered me two well it made me feel good um two I felt like I could do anything that I like if I could change this room on my own without the need of medication I was like what else can I do I started like um at the time I wanted to reach a certain weight that I could lift I wanted to um, try a different job. I was, I felt so empowered <laughs> and I did by the end of the year, when I turned 30, I already had a new job lined up for the following year. I took my first solo trip internationally and I was just like, I, I really just felt like I could do anything that I put my mind to because I had just proven to myself that I could do that. So mm -hmm. yeah, there was, there was nothing I could do at that time. Yeah, I love that. And you know, this sort of reminds me of our drop-in somatic experiencing session and how you felt so empowered at the end of that session too, right? And kind of saying similar things of like, I feel like I can do anything right now. And Fun fact, actually, so I had just thought of the idea of doing a podcast right before our session together, right before I met with you. And I had all these different names that were going through my head. And I'm like, I don't know, it doesn't really go. And I was thinking of you because I remember we were talking about resiliency in uh, the session and we were talking about how your body is so resilient, like your, your body specifically is so resilient. I mean, everybody's body is resilient, but like in that moment, it was just amazing to see the shift in your nervous system. And when I had posted on my Instagram story, you know how like you can search stickers on your Instagram story. And I put something that said she is resilient and um, then I was like going back, I was looking at my stories and I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is the name. She is resilient is the name. And obviously I had to have you on the podcast because I, I wanted to talk about how powerful the body can be and, and how much wisdom the body holds. And I feel like you're the perfect example of of this right and like you're you're telling us right now how your body was able to shift just by making these simple changes in your life so I just wanted to share that with you oh thank you that means so much well you know what's funny is that when I saw 
um, your invite and the name of your uh, podcast, I was like, this is genius. I love this name. And obviously, I got firsthand of your intro and your first episode. So I already listened to that. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, I love the name. And I was like, after our session, obviously, that word came up a lot for me. And that too was um, a bit life changing for me, even in my health coaching business, because I realized I do bring that to the table. Um, many, more than once, as you know, I have had to be resilient with my body. And I constantly just keep on proving to myself, like our body is just genius. Like we, if we give it the support it needs, it does the rest for us. 1000%. Yes. Yeah. So I'm curious to know, what would you tell people who um, might be struggling with PCOS or who might be, maybe they're not diagnosed with PCOS, but maybe they're struggling with PMS or, um, you know, just other hormone imbalances. Um, What would you suggest they do? What are some some of the things that might be helpful for them? Sure. So definitely, there's a lot of things that we can do. So one was definitely have that relationship with your doctor because you want that support Mm -hmm. and you want to get your hormone panel um, Mm -hmm. test done. You want to know if there's anything off balance. If so, which is the hormone that's off balance? Typically, there's a, a good dieting adjustment that you can do based on whatever hormone is off balance. And um, if you're having PMS symptoms that are crazy, there's also an there's a reason for that. So I encourage women to really find the science behind what's causing this off and know that if something feels off, it's because it's off. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not normal, as we mentioned before. Um, so dig deep into the science. So that's why I encourage the relationship with your doctor so that they can support you into finding that answer. Once you know what it is, seek the support. And that's where um, I encourage a lot of women to, you know, seek a coach, a health coach, and whether that's me or someone that you may already know, um, someone to guide you, because I've been there, I've done that. And although for me, I found it's a little bit easier for me to find that journey. um, It took me a while to find something sustainable, because as I mentioned before, i I first started on keto, but that wasn't sustainable. So eventually I had to find my path of what keeps my cultural foods on my plate, but also how do I keep it healthy for my body? So um, finding that balance is not easy. Um, So if you need that support, definitely seek a health coach or nutritionist, someone who um, you seek, you find best to support you in what you need. Um, And the third one is, I just like to add things. I never want to remove things. And I think that comes from my own experience because keto took away so much for me. I did it for like almost five months and I realized that this wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So, but it did teach me to add things to my plate, which I had previously not had. So Mm -hmm. what that means is, if you're trying to start this health journey on your own, then I do recommend uh, adding at least a vegetable to your plate or learning how to cook them because I did come from 
a place where I was like, I don't know how to make that <laughs> or mm -hmm. what's the best way to cook it? Experiment cooking, experiment techniques, experiment different vegetables, um, and then slowly add them to your plate three times mm -hmm. a day. Um, it's mm -hmm. baby steps, honestly. It's baby steps to a healthier you and a healthier journey. Um, it's not going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. So that's why my encouragement is always to add things and slowly crowd out the things that aren't beneficial for you. Like I mm -hmm. personally love to bake, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's not healthy. <laughs> so uh, sugars, refined um, flours, like it's not good. So I found it, I find alternatives, but even when I find alternatives, I, um, I don't do it every day. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so definitely finding, uh, something that works for you that you like, but that you can keep up. Totally. Yeah. And I really love that perspective of not getting rid of things, but adding because yeah, I, so I have always been a picky eater. And when I started my um, healing journey, I also started to add, like, I started to take those baby steps. So starting to add a little bit more fruits and veggies onto my plate, but I also don't believe that health is only eating fruits and veggies and eating like super healthy all of the time, right? Like you, like you were saying earlier, you have to have that balance, right? And so it's okay to bake and it's okay to have cookies sometimes and it's okay to have sweets and whatever it is, whatever you enjoy eating, we don't have to get rid of those things, but we can't have them every single day, Right. We want to add nutrients into our body. So as long as we have like, we're increasing the amount of nutrients we're consuming, we don't have to get rid of the things that we eat for, you know, like our guilty pleasure or whatever it is. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I wish someone would have taught me that from the beginning. Um, so hence why I do what I do. But yeah. Yes. I love that. Okay. One more question before we go. I'm curious to know, what are some daily things that people can do? So I'll tell you the daily things I do and what's yeah. helped me. And so for me right now, drinking water every single day. <laughs> mm. I aim for 64 ounces a day, which is half a gallon. That sounds like mm -hmm. tremendously a lot of water. But um, and there's days I don't make it. So it's okay. But I'm consistent with drinking my water every single day. Not only does it hydrate you, but it helps uh, keep uh, your cravings, you know, limit your cravings. It just helps. Like, we need water. Drink your water. <laughs> That's what <laughs> totally. I try to do daily. Um, the second is movement is um is super important, whether that's a quick 30-minute walk, 15-minute walk. Honestly, if you're just starting on your movement journey, I would just encourage you to start small. Um, start with like 10, 15 minutes, go around the block and call it a day um, and slowly increase to, I don't know, yoga. Uh, that's something um, that that I started at first as well. Um, Pilates is my favorite. And um, eventually weight training. Weight training, I definitely obviously encourage that. Every woman should be weight training is in my opinion, because it helps with our metabolism. It helps to balance those hormones. Um, and think of it this way. It helps eliminate those PMS symptoms you're going through. So if you can mm -hmm. get there, by all means. 
Um, and again, don't be afraid to look for that support. If you don't know how to lift a weight, that is okay. Someone out there is willing to teach you. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the last one is find some quiet time daily for yourself, even if it's five minutes. Um, a lot of the hormonal imbalance that I, that I've dealt with at some point, obviously life comes at you in different ways, but at some point I was, um, dealing with a hormonal imbalance because of stress. So if we are stressed. And as you know this very well with our nervous system, we are on edge. We are like, I can't do this. Like our mindset is just not there. So if you can find daily five minutes, start with five minutes, quiet time, whether that's, I don't know, uh, journaling, meditating, praying. Um, I like to pray and I like to journal. So if you can do that for like five minutes every day, your mind will just be cleared and you'll, your body is going to want to do that daily for you. Mm-hmm. So yes. definitely those are my top three things. I love it. I love it. Okay. So if people resonated with you, which I know that they will, how can people reach you? How can they work with you? What do you have going on? Yeah. So as I said before, I'm a holistic health coach. So if you would love to work with me, I do offer uh, coaching one-on-one and for three months and six months. And you can find me on Instagram at Healthy Lupe. And on there, I have a link. You can schedule your first uh, consult call with me. And then, you know, we figure out how I can best help you. Sometimes maybe it's just a simple question because you're going to go visit your doctor Um, You need coaching on how to, um, you know, best uh, support yourself and uh, advocate for yourself. Um, Definitely here to support you in any way possible. Uh, If you have questions on nutrition, definitely, or fitness, shoot me an email or um, an email, a DM. (laughs) Or, um, yeah, but basically on Instagram, I'm always there. So cool. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lupe, for being here and dropping all of your insights. Thank Thank you again. Thank you for creating a platform like this for women to feel like they can be resilient. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you absolutely loved this episode, I would so appreciate it if you subscribed and left a review on Apple Podcast or take a screenshot and share this episode on social media. Don't forget to tag me at tatiana.holistic.coach. The more nervous systems we reach, the more generational cycles we break, and the more we contribute to a kinder and safer world. And if you're looking for somatic healing services, send me a DM and I'd love to chat on how I can support you. I'll see you in the next episode.